This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. I want to wrap up our Improving Your Perspective uh, series tonight. And in a couple of weeks, we're, we're actually going to have a special uh, meeting on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night. Uh, I, want to say, I want to say the 15th and 16th. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday night. Keith Moore, who is a marvelous minister, is coming back, and we're going to actually have a meeting in, in the, the sanctuary Tuesday and Wednesday of, of a couple of weeks from now. So that's the 15th and 16th, so you don't want to miss that. But let me wrap this series up. Tonight, we've got a marriage conference that's coming up online very soon, and we're talking about improving your perspective, recap, we, we talk about different mindsets, mindset of a farmer, mindset of an athlete, mindset of, of a soldier. Mindset of a farmer, we talked this last week, they believe in sowing and reaping. Farmers believe in that. That seed time and harvest is a God-ordained principle. We don't have to understand it to have it work. In fact, Jesus said, the farmer will cast seed on the ground, he doesn't understand how, goes to sleep, he gets up, and the seed sprouts and grows up. So you don't have to understand it to have it work for you. Third thing, we said that seeds are powerful and they produce after their own kind. You really think about it. What huge plants, what huge trees come from tiny seeds. So the capacity that's in a seed is, is really pretty powerful. But seeds always produce after their own kind. You don't plant watermelon seeds and get cucumbers. You don't walk out and go, oh, it's cucumbers this time. No, you know exactly. If you plant watermelons, you know that's exactly what you're going to get. So seeds produce after their own kind. There's a lot in that, We're just, but I'm gonna roll on. We talked about financial material seeds last week. I wanna recap that. You say, well, Alan, why, why are you going over that again? Because I tell you, this is one of the biggest areas that we deal with in our life. And the idea that wherever you are and, and wherever your, your station in life or wherever you think you are, you can actually plant seeds and you can plant financial seeds and you can see God get involved with you in your finances. Now, a lot of people don't like that idea. I don't know why they, they don't like that idea. People work hard, they sweat, they labor, they stress, they do everything to try to get ahead. And the idea of working with God in his kingdom and planting seeds to me is, is great news. And people go, well, you know, we don't give to get. You know, I understand that our whole motive is, is not selfish. We want to bless God's kingdom. We want to bless other people. But I'm not the one that established sowing and reaping. I just know that it works. So let's look at this real quickly one more time. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10 says, This I say, he who sows sparingly. He was talking about finances here. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And, and look at this. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. That's good news. As it is written, he's dispersed abroad, he's given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you've sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Some things I, I want to just talk about here. How we sow, how we sow determines how we reap. Jesus actually talked about that. He said, with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you again. Well, that makes sense. If you go out in your, in your garden and you plant a, a cup full of corn seeds, well, you're gonna get a lot less of, of a harvest than someone who plants a bucket full of corn seeds. 
measure you use, it's measured back. You sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. Principle. Second one is financial sowing is about the heart. I think that's important too. God wants our heart in it. He wants us to be cheerful. We're not giving grudgingly. I've heard, I've heard people come and they would bring their tithes by the church. And there was almost a fear. I, I talked to a guy one time. He's like, I, I got to bring my tithes by because, you know, I, I need the devour rebuked. Well, that's, that's what the scriptures say. But he almost was like he was paying off the mafia when, when he came to bring his tithe. It's not a fear thing. We give because we honor the Lord. The tithe belongs to him. And then we give offerings on top of that. We give with a cheerful heart because we're doing something that's good. We're blessing God's kingdom. God's a cheerful giver. He wants us to be cheerful givers. We're his children. And so it, it, it makes sense. He'd like to see your kids model you or emulate you. So financial sowing is really about the heart. So it's a good time to check your heart. I know a lot of times we give online and it's just so easy to give online. It becomes almost routine. But it also is good to just even stop when you do it. Say, Father, I thank you that I can sow seeds into your kingdom. And these are eternal seeds. They have great value. And thank you that you're causing grace to abound. Because that's what it says next. And God's able to make all grace abound towards you. But you notice the grace abounding towards us comes after we sow seeds, not before. I think sometimes we, this idea is we're waiting for God to bless us and then we're going to do something. No, actually, we take steps of faith and we sow seeds and then we see the blessings come. And so the grace abounds towards us, and it abounds after we sow seeds. And I love that. It says, God's able to make all grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Now, I've said this for a long time. Hey, listen, if, if you have a desire that you want to give to missions, you want to give to projects, we've got a building project, you want to give to that, it's nice when you, you have an abundance where you can give to anything that you want to, an abundance for every good work. God's able to make grace abound towards you. So I think that's a good, good one to lay hold of. And then it says that God can supply and multiply the seed that you've sown. You know, I, I've had people in, in the past, and I, I'd say years ago, back in the 80s and 90s, I think a lot more of this teaching was out there. And the people I was around and the people I was with, we were taught about sowing and reaping. And you saw people sow stuff more. And, and not just money. But people would sow, and we, we've seen it in the, in the church. People have sown, we've seen rings come in the offering. Well, you know, that's a, that's a, um, that's a seed. Even though it's not money, it's still a seed. They, they, they sowed something of value. A couple years, well, longer than that, we had a building campaign about 15 years ago, and someone sowed a car into it. And so uh, Joy and I have actually sown a car into someone else. Now, we gave the car to those people. But when we did that, we say, Lord, we're, we're planting seeds here. And so it, it blessed them. It, it blessed us. We had a lady one time that, that in, in her offering envelope, she wrote, this is all I had. She put a pencil in her offering envelope. And I, I thought people laughed, but she wanted to give something. She wanted to sow something. She wanted to, and I, I, I watched because her heart was in it. I watched God bless her and help her to the day where she was sowing a whole lot more than pencils, and the Lord helped her financially. So this idea that you can sow financial, material seeds and reap a harvest, it's God's principle. So don't, don't get caught up on whether it's the prosperity message or, or not. God wants his people to do well. And he's established principles that 
when we agree with those and we work in line with those, we see those blessings in our life. Now, it's not like a, it's not like a slot machine. It's not like I'm going to give you know, money today and then, bam, it comes in tomorrow. But it's a lifestyle. Let's talk about some other kind of seeds. Uh, actions are seeds, good and bad. Actions, good and bad, are seeds. We'll read this in Galatians 6, 7 through 10. This is a classic verse. Do not, do not be deceived. God's not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. There really should be a lot of sowing and reaping among, uh, among the church. And, and, and I, I think probably, in, in all honesty, I, I don't think I've taught it enough here. Uh, when I was coming up, I saw it at Lakewood when we were in Tulsa. We saw it in, in, in Tulsa. But there, there should be a lot more. We were, I was having dinner with a, a friend from junior high school the other night. This was way back long ago before, almost about the time that electricity was discovered. And he and I were having friends, and, uh, having, a, having a meal, and, and, a, and a young man who worked in the kitchen, I think he's one of their chefs, the, when the, uh, the, the waitress came out, she said, um, she said, here's what your, your dinner would have been, but here's what your dinner is, and it was zero. And this young man in the back who, who goes to the church, I didn't know who he was, he, he bought our lunch, our dinner, paid for it, whole thing. And you, you know what? That just blessed, it blessed me, and it, because it, I was gonna buy dinner, and it, it, it blessed my friend. He looked at me, he said, no one ever buys my dinner. And it really ministered to him, it touched him. And so what my young friend didn't realize, I, I won't say his name, because I didn't get approval, what he didn't realize is, not only did he bless me, but he, he touched someone else's life, and he planted a good seed. I think we ought to be doing that all the time. These are the kind of actions that she said, as we have opportunity, let us do good to, to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. So what, in, in, the, in the family, we ought to be giving all the time. So it, it talks about different kinds of seeds, flesh seeds or spirit seeds. Flesh seeds are outlined. So what do you mean sowing to the flesh? Well, if you read Galatians chapter five, he talks about different works of the flesh. This is sowing to the flesh. So he, he lists things like adultery, fornication, hatred, outburst of anger, selfishness. Now you think about that. None of these seeds produce a good harvest in our lives or in the lives of others. They just don't produce good harvest. They, they don't produce good things. Uh, you know, some of them are, I mean, can ruin. We realize adultery can ruin families. We realize that we've seen some of the effects of fornication and, and how it's impacted a whole generation. It's changed things. It's, and we all want to excuse and say it's okay. It's not. We know what hatred does. We know what selfishness does. And so you sow these kind of seeds, you're not going to reap a good harvest. You know, I, I just, my outburst of, of, of anger, I, I've, I had to watch my temper. Still have a temper, I just have to watch it. But I can remember just blowing up and blowing up at joy or blowing up at the children. It didn't bless anybody. It didn't help anybody. I, you know, I, I never blew up at my kids and just said unkind things. I didn't cuss at them. I didn't hit them. But my words are, were powerful and they hurt. And my kids remembered that. In fact, they still do remember that. But I never finished an outburst of anger and said, man, that's, 
that was just so refreshing. And the whole family said, boy, that was really good. Let's, let's do that again, Dad. That just blessed us. It didn't. And so all these things that are outlined in Galatians 5, you plant those seeds. You might not see a harvest immediately, but promise you, you'll, you'll see a harvest. You know, it lists selfish ambition. That would call selfishness. That's got to be selfishness. It's got to be one of the key relationship killers that there are. And just me wanting for me in my own way and what's right for me and me and me. And we, man, we got a whole, we got, we got generations raised on look out for me. And it hasn't blessed anybody. I think you can look at our nation right now and go, wow, we are really moving forward in character. I don't think so. And so the, these, these are, are flesh. So sowing to the flesh, but then there's a contrast to that. There's sowing to the spirit. Now, these are spiritual seeds. I'm going to give you some spiritual seeds. Now, here's what you, I want you to understand about spiritual seeds. These are not feelings that overwhelm you. These are decisions that you make and seeds that you sow. They're not feelings. We, we've lived so long thinking that our feelings is the highest form of reality. It's not the highest form of reality. And you can choose to act totally contrary to your feelings. So here's some spiritual seeds. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That means putting up with people a long time. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now just think about it. If these things are in our lives, are they going to produce good things in our life? And the answer is absolutely. They're going to produce some great things. You so love, long-suffering, kindness. We had a, a lady when, when Joy and I, years ago, did, uh, uh, were at Lake Winter. This was back in the 80s. And Joy and I were handling the singles there. We had the, the singles, I think, 30 and up. And uh, we had a lady there that worked in conjunction with our children's church there. And she really wasn't nice. Now, she was a church lady, but she did not like me and Joy and our group. And she didn't like their kids. And she complained about her kids. And she was just kind of ugly. And Joy heard her one, one night just saying unkind things about my children and just, she just wasn't a nice lady. And, you know, and just, it made me mad. But it, it, Joy did something different. Joy thought, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill her with kindness. And Joy really did. She began to reach out to this lady. She began to, to, to buy little gifts for her and write her notes. This lady had become a widow. And, and she remembered that her husband always bought her a flower at Easter. And Joy would buy her a corsage, a flower at Easter. And I want to tell you something. Joy showed, she sowed kindness and goodness into this lady's life. <laughs> and, and this is one of those situations where what Joy sowed into her life, she wound up reaping. And this lady became Joy's biggest and my biggest fan. I mean, she loved us. She, she loved Joy, especially me. She tolerated, she loved Joy. And she just, she was good to our children. But what happened there? You know, we could have, Joy could have just lashed out. I mean, I was ready to go to Lakewood's leadership and just, and, and just read, have them read her the ride act. But Joy decided that, that she was going to sow kindness seeds, goodness seeds. She sowed mercy into her life. And she reaped that. Now, I want to tell you something a little bit about Joy. She's not here, so I can do this. She, many of you think, well, you know, Joy is just, she was born just the sweetest, kindest person. She's the most amazing thing. 
Actually, what you see with Joy is pretty much what you get. She is. But she told me that when she was in high school, she looked around one day and she, she determined that she was not going to be the prettiest or the smartest in her school. She went to an all-girls Catholic school. And she said, you know what? I'm not going to be the prettiest. I'm not going to be the smartest. She said, but I can be the kindest. I can be the nicest. And Joy made a quality decision to start being kind to people, to start sowing kindness. And this was actually before she even became a Christian. And when, afterwards, when she received the Lord, being kind just came very, very easy to her. But for my wife, she made a decision. Here's the thing about sowing to the Spirit. You can sow these seeds, whether you feel like it or not. I can tell you, Joy did not always feel like sowing kind seeds in that lady that was talking trash about her children. That's not something you feel like. You just feel like, oh, I just, you, you just talk badly about my kids. Oh, I feel so nice and warm and fuzzy towards you. No, we don't but we can still sow kindness. Because here's the deal. You want to sow only what you want to reap. Look what Jesus said. This is some people call this the golden rule. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. We sow these actions based on our choice, not based on a reaction to other people. Now, let me, just, let me help you with this sowing and reaping. Just because you sow kindness into someone else does not always mean that they're going, you're going to reap it back from them. But if you begin to just make a practice, sowing kindness, sowing goodness, sowing love, you make that a lifestyle. You're going to reap a harvest of that. And then you begin to sow like seeds of, of, of faithfulness. You can sow into your job. You can sow into your family. You can sow into your church. You, you can sow these seeds, and, and boy, that can make make a huge difference, but you only, you, you, you sow what you want to reap. And so Jesus said, whatever you want people to do to you, do also to them. I'll give you an example of that. When Joy and I had left uh, Lakewood Church, and this was 20, over 24 years ago. When we left Lakewood Church, we were teaching classes. We had large classes in the church. And I went to, went to Pastor Osteen, told him we were planning on coming to Conroe to start a church had his blessing on it. But he said, Alan, he said, you need to make sure that you leave right. Someone had left about a year prior to us, took a whole lot of people from Lakewood. Listen, if what you're doing is from God, you don't need to hurt another church to do it. And so that was our, that was our thing. If, if starting the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas, if that was God's idea, we didn't need to take people out of Lakewood to do it. So what we did was we were very quiet about what we were going to do. We didn't, we didn't tell anybody. I had a class of about 400 people. And I could have just stood up there and said, hey, just want to let you know, Joy and I are not going to be here. We're going to go plant a church in Conroe. We could have had people come with us. I didn't know if anyone was going to come with us when we started the church, but no one from Lakewood came because we, we, we just determined that's not the seed we want to sow. So I'm thinking sowing and reaping. And so over the church, we've had, we've had people leave, but we've had no one split this church. And one of the things I've told people, I've said, we won't ever have anybody split this church because I didn't sow those seeds. So you sow the seeds that you want to reap. So there, there's those seeds. Here, here's another one. Joy and I volunteered at Lakewood. And we volunteered in so many different areas, youth, children, ushers, greeters, singles, couples, prayer partners, and then I, I preached a few times for, for Pastor John Osteen. So we, all as a volunteer, we had, other, we had a job, we were doing things, and so I said, hey, 
we have sown volunteer seeds. We're going to have an abundance of volunteers. And thank God, especially before the pandemic, now we don't, we don't have any, hardly any volunteers, but before the pandemic, man, we had hundreds of volunteers in here every, every week, every Sunday. On Wednesday, we had volunteers. I believe we'll always have volunteers. As things get back to normal and volunteers can begin to come in and, and the functions of the church begin to grow and take off again, we're going to have volunteers again. Why? We have sown volunteer seeds and we're going to reap a volunteer harvest. Now, let me give you just a, a pointer. I have people come to me occasionally. I've had a few of them, not many, but, but a couple of them. And someone come in, came and sat in my office and talked to me about maybe having a job with, with the church, being on staff at the church. Well, my question is immediately, where have you volunteered? And they didn't volunteer. So I, I suggested that if, if they wanted to be in ministry, if they wanted to start moving in that direction, whether they got a job with the church or not, volunteer here, get involved. And I watched them and they never did. Now I can tell you something, that's not gonna pan out for you. You, you want to sow the seeds that you, that you want to reap. You wanna you, you you sow faithful seeds, you wanna sow good seeds. Your actions are seeds. And so if you're leaving a church, you wanna make sure you leave right because you want people leaving you right. So you want to sow seeds that have honor and integrity. Listen, here, here's, the, here's the fact of life. Almost everything we do is a seed. We're sowing seeds of goodness, of faithfulness, or sowing strife and division. Our choice. The good news is we can choose to sow good seeds and we can reap a harvest. Maybe, maybe it not, might not be immediately, but it will come. How do you want people to treat you? Well, treat them that way. Well, you know, I'm, you know, I treated them good and they treated me bad, so I'm done with that. No, 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 no. We're, we're, treating, we're treating people good because that's our choice. That's what we do. We sow those kind of seeds. But I promise you, you keep doing that, you're developing the strength and the character, you're going to reap that harvest. It's coming your way. Here's the last one. So our financial and material seeds, our actions, good and bad, are seeds. And the last one is words are seeds. God's word is seed. Let's look at Luke 8. This is Jesus speaking. He said the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And I'm going to jump down to verse 15. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now, this is, this is God's word will produce in our life. Now, stop and think about it. It produced salvation when we believed it and acted on it. Peter said we were being born again, not of corruptible seed, not of seed that, of, that's temporary, but incorruptible, seed that never goes away. The word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the deal is you heard, maybe you just heard one thing. Maybe you just heard John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. And you heard that and you went, I, I believe in that. That one seed caused you to be a, become a new creation in Christ. You heard God's word, God's seed, you heard it, it was planted in you, and when you acted on it, and here's another beautiful thing. Some of you, myself included, we heard those, those words growing up, but we didn't make a decision until later on. So it's like that seed lay there, and it was dormant, but it was planted in our life, and it laid there, and, and when we acted on it, it produced life in us. Here's the good news. Some of you have planted good seeds in your kids and your family members. Do not give up. Ask God to send somebody across their path to water that seed. 
because you planted good seeds in them. I've said this to parents. So you keep planting good seeds in those kids. You keep telling them. And then you pray that God would water those seeds. And you'll be amazed at how many of them will come back. But you keep planting. You keep planting good seeds. You keep, you keep praying, Father, thank you that good seeds are in them. God's word is seed and it doesn't die. And as and, and soon as we act on it or the Holy Spirit convicts us and we move on that, man, it produces wonderful things. Now, if it produces salvation in our life, it will produce healing in our life. It will produce strength in our life. It will produce wisdom in our life, calmness, peace. God's Word's powerful. And God's Word is seed. This is one of the big reasons I'm always on people to read your Bible. Read your Bible because you're not doing a duty. You're planting God's seed in your heart and in your life. And it's going to produce a harvest. I think sometimes for those of us who have been Christians a long time, I, told, I was telling this to Joy not long ago. I said, I think we forget how good our life is, how peaceful, how good our life is. Because we've just gotten, become accustomed to planting seeds and living for God. And it's produced such peace and, and such joy. It really is good. We've been planting seeds. And you can plant seeds. You say, well, I, I'm too old. You're never too old. I'm too young. You're not too young either. So you can do this. So God's word is seed. Let me wrap this up. Our words are seeds. Now here are probably some of the easiest seeds. Well, I say the easiest. Easiest and toughest. Uh, Proverbs 18 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it eat its fruit. Death and life. Uh, your seed the words that you speak are death. They can, be, they can have death in them or life in them. I'll give you an example. When I was selling, uh, I was the sales rep and selling uh, uh, straight commission. And I would leave in the morning. Joy often would look at me and she'd say, you know, you're blessed. And I believe you're going to sell today. And she, and she just encouraged me. Now, sometimes we were, we were dealing with some financial pressure. And Joy could have looked at me and said, look, if you don't get out there and sell something, we're all going to die in here. I don't know what you think you're doing, but you're a lousy salesperson, and you obviously are not getting the job done, so snap out of it and let's go. Now, she could have said that. I don't think those words would have blessed me walking out of the house. But Joy learned to plant seeds of life. You know, it, it's interesting because she's, she's had to listen to me when, when we were on regular Sundays. She had to listen to my sermon like three times. And... And on Wednesday night, she, she got me again once. She, she told me one time, she said, it's a real good thing I like your preaching. But you know, I, I've never had my wife tell me I've done a horrible job. Now, I have done horrible jobs. You don't have to write me and tell me when, but I have done a horrible job. But to my wife, no. Why? She chooses to plant seeds of life. Listen, our words are powerful. They can plant life in other people. Man, you can plant death, and you know that. You know someone, you could be having a great day, and someone could drop something on you and just say something to you, and I mean, it just, your, your whole day comes to a screeching halt, and, and you went from being happy to not so happy. Why? Someone planted a seed. But we can plant good seeds. Someone asked that question early on about making confessions. That's one of the beautiful things about making confessions. I can take God's word and I can plant his word in my life. That's seeds I can plant. Then I can also plant God's word concerning my family, God's word concerning the church. We, we, we speak God's word over you guys. We speak God's word over what he's doing here. Why? Because there's life there. So the beautiful thing about 
the sea. To, to, and I, I wrote this down because it's important. You can't always choose everything that happens to you. But you have a big role in the harvest that's in your life. We, got, we play a big role in that. To embrace this farmer mindset, this sowing and reaping mindset, we often have to adjust how we think. The whole idea of sowing and reaping involves personal responsibility. And in a blaming cancel culture, it will cause you to stand out in a good way. When you say, hey, I'm responsible for the harvest that's in my life. That's, that's growing up. That's embracing sowing and reaping, thinking like a farmer, thinking like an athlete, thinking like a soldier. Listen, if you're listening to me tonight and you say, you know what, I've never, I've never acted on, I, I know about Jesus, but I've never acted on making him the Lord of my life. Or maybe you have done that in the past and you realize you've gotten away from him. We're going to say a prayer. It's such a simple prayer, but it's a powerful prayer. You can pray this, and if you never made Jesus your Lord, you can do that tonight. If you, you know you need to come back to him, you can do that as well. If you're by yourself, I want you to pray it out loud so you can hear it. If you're around other people, pray it quietly. But pray this prayer. I'll lead you in it. You can pray it with us. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer, for those who have acted on your word and who've come out of darkness into your marvelous light, and for those who've come back home. Father, we rejoice with them. We thank you for them. Father, for those who know you, who love you, who walk with you, thank you that you can continue to bring this powerful principle, bring it to our remembrance. That we can plant seeds of life with our words, with our actions, with our material goods. And thank you, Father, that you're able to make all grace abound towards us. We give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.